0: So in the past I can say that we were focusing more on how to make the things while well, now we are trying to understand why should we make them and how can we involve the user so in the past it was more technological issues which can deal with efficiency for example while well, now we are dealing much more with behavioral issues
1: Hello and welcome to the 21st century design podcast my name is Jan This is a research podcast by Rodrigo Bautista and myself, in which we interview designers, tech experts, writers, academics, and activists on the future of design. In this episode, I speak to Francesca Ostuzzi.
0: Hi, my name is Francesca Ostuzzi. I studied industrial design engineering in Politecnico di Milano. And I moved in Belgium two years ago to become a PhD candidate. Uh, at University of Ghent. I'm also working as teaching assistant and my main topic is sustainability in design.
1: Welcome Francesca and thank you very much for taking the time uh, to join us here on uh, on this podcast. Um, thank you. I would like to start uh, straight away with the first question and that is the definition of design or it's say, your definition of design. What does design mean to you?
0: Okay, well, um, I always tend to see design in under two perspectives. The first one is like as user, as citizen, I see it as the mainly the material culture. So everything that surrounds us is mainly a design object for me. So it's the physical evidence of our culture. It's more the anthropological point of view. Mm-hmm. Um, The other perspective that I find, of course, very relevant in my own research is how did we get there? So we talked about the objects or the material culture that surrounds us. How did we get there? And that's, for me, the most important uh, perspective in design. So design for me is a process, is a set of activities that mainly has the goal of changing reality. So by designing, we mainly create something new. We, the idea of changing reality, possibly to make it a better place, so to bring it to a better state. So mainly we stimulate and we try to facilitate change. Um, if I can add something on top of that, is that I, th- I see this process as an open-ended one, which is very important. So as designer, we do some things trying to facilitate change, but then we don't know really the end of the story.
1: Okay and and has that function or or the way design has been used is is it always been the same or is that something that you see evolving over the years and and if so how would you describe the role or the main focus of design in the past what is it right now and where do you think will it go in the future
0: Design in the past years traditionally speaking was really focused on solution so the attempt of designers was to find a a solution and the technology we had available were mainly asking us to find a standard solution which of course led to what we can define a top-down approach where a very centralized process actually um, developed by few people can have a great impact on the community so somehow the solution found by the designer was imposed to the end user who was capable of accepting it or rejecting it without really a conversation with the designer itself. Um, What I think is happening now, since already some decades, is that we really focus much more on the diversity of the solutions and the uniqueness of the solution. Um, in this way, the attempt is to have a more bottom-up approach um, where the community is involved. So we don't speak anymore about a centralized approach, also about the production technique. I'm referring also to that. We have much more connected and networked facilities. So in this sense, uh, I think the designer is not anymore searching for solutions, but is more opening up um uh, questions and trying to start a conversation with the user, um, which is what I call the reappropriation process that we ask to the user. So we really ask the um, person who's going to use our design to take part in it. So to give an example, Wikipedia for me is really the mirror of what is happening now with design. So we start up with an idea that is mainly an empty box filled with questions. And then it's up to the user to make it it growing to the optimal state. Um, About the future, I see, so in the past, I can say that we were focusing more on how to make the things. Well, now we are trying to understand why should we make them and how can we involve the user? So in the past, it was more technological issues which can deal with efficiency, for example, while now we're dealing much more with behavioral issues. So I think the real, um, real challenge would be to combine these two, so to really combine the technological and behavioral aspects in order to, to achieve a really solid uh, efficacy.
1: And, and if and the future designers are able to do that what do you think is the the biggest contribution that they can then make to to the world or to society or, or what are the challenges or not not really the problems since they're beyond problem solving but what are the the issues they would be working on in your in your opinion
0: well um i find this a very interesting question actually to answer to that i would like to bring you back to the very moment when I decided to become a designer myself. So um, I was reading a book, a book from an Italian author called uh, Italo Calvino, and he, was, he spent a few lines in his novel to describe how grateful he was for a trash bin he was using in his office. He was grateful because this solution was really simplifying his daily routine and his working routine. So simple as it is, for me, this is still the goal and the big contribution of design. So to make our lives simple, easy to live, more happy. So I really, truly believe that we have to start from very small things and then grow for them in order to have a big impact. Because when we have a better life, of course, the impact and the contribution of design can be really, really huge on society. So my approach to that, which again is a bit my research, is that by now, so if we look in the past year's design, in this attempt of making our lives easier, did very good, but also did some harm. So I think nowadays we have to start um, trying to tackle this harm that we did, for example, overconsumption, overproduction, the idea of thrown away objects, this kind of uh, products and production uh, approaches for me can be the starting point, point. and among these, uh, on these we really have to start our conversation with the user. Um, how to do that? Of course, it's a big, big challenge. The small piece that I can add in this conversation is that, in my opinion, designers should start to work with imperfection. So, in this way, they should start to be really open for the user to give to to give that to take an action so they have to be open to give to the user the responsibility
1: So basically what you're saying if if i understand correctly is yeah it's it's really about as a designer making the kind of products or services or systems that enable people to look differently at the world and in that way changing the people uh, rather than, than looking at the problems caused by specific uh, systems or, or pro- products. Is, is that correct?
0: Yes, yeah, definitely. What I see is that really starting from our material culture, we can ask to the people to look at it in a different way. So really what I mean with designing with imperfection is that, that mainly what I define open-ended design. So the designer should be able to lose control on his own idea, so he can suggest something, but this something is actually just starting a conversation. And therefore, if the user is not taking an action, these things are not going to evolve. Again, Wikipedia is a good example of that. So that's a bit my point of view and my own research.
1: And in designing or embracing that imperfection or embracing the design of imperfection, what skills do you think are essential for, for doing that? What skills that maybe might not be common ground in, in, in education of designers at this point should be used there?
0: Well, indeed, there are very new skills under my according to this perspective. Um, first of all, this is fairly common. A good designer in this sense should be really able to connect previously unrelated aspects. In this sense, I mean, it should be, or she should be able to, to work with the problem framing, first of all. So to really understand the why of the action he's taking himself or herself. And then I really think a designer should be really humble. In a way that I read it in a book recently, um, a good design allows its soul denial. So we have to be aware as designers that we start a conversation, but we have no control in it. And just by doing that, we can really ask to people to take an action. Otherwise, it would always be the old approach we mentioned before. I give you a solution and you can eventually reject it or accept it. But I'm not interested in what you have to say. So the other aspect that is fundamental the skill is that a a designer should be optimist and should trust on people because if you don't trust on people you are not going to allow them to eventually change your design so these two things for me work with the last uh, skill uh, or new skill that I see is that a good designer should really be able to embrace complexity so to really be deeply aware that there's no right or wrong uh, answer because every answer is changing contextually speaking. So it will change in time, it will change in place. Um, so this is what again, I call an open-ended process.
1: Hmm. So um, with that being said, and and with you mentioning Wikipedia as as one of your sort of starting points of your research, can you share with us some other design examples or maybe design heroes who really apply that, that process of imperfection?
0: Well, um, yes, I have many, really many examples. Um, I try to keep them more on the material world. So again, to bring it back to the material culture. Uh, one example that I find very interesting is a research um, done on what is defined non-intentional design by Uta Brands. Um, What is interesting about this research is that she's really collecting all the redesign done by the user. So, for example, the cover of the book itself is a mirror, the typical image of a mirror where somebody wrote on it with a lipstick. So in this case, we have two non-intentional designs. The mirror is used as a board and the lipstick is used as a marker. So in none of the two cases, the designer thought about this is because the user is creative and understands in a way that maybe is really intuitive the properties of the materials of the products and therefore can use them in a different way that was not um, yeah, thought by the user. So this is one example. Another example, much more technical, that I would like to bring is a material developed, I think, around 2009 um, that is called Sugru. So this material is mainly a silicon that cures with air. But the clever idea that I like about this kind of approach is that they are producing this material with the intention of, that the user has to find the function of it. So mainly it's thought to repair things. Um, Again, I said it was developed in 2009, which was a very crucial moment for us because it was the starting of the crisis. So the idea of repairing objects was starting to be, again, something important. So in that case, the designer also also needs to be able to understand society and in this case this material is a very very simple one but if also following their blogs we can see the huge creativity of people and the willingness they have on repairing objects instead of buying new ones so a very small solution a very small suggestion that can really transform our daily reality
1: normally we we close down the show with uh uh, last question, which is why did you become a designer? But since you've covered that already in your in your uh, uh, second question, um, what I would like to ask you is, is what does the future bring for you in terms of design? Or where do you see yourself as a designer in a couple of years?
0: Well, um, as I mentioned at the very beginning, I'm working as a teacher. So for sure, I see that as my main role, because um, I think one of, other of the other skills for designers is really to be open and to be curious. And for me, in that sense, to be able to start this conversation that we were talking about since the very beginning of the career of designers is fundamental. So my daily routine is bringing the topics we just uh, talked about here to the students and really learn from them learn their point of view and try to understand so try to be rooted as rooted as possible into the new generations so definitely i would like my uh, my future as designer to be really connected within this reality okay
1: well i wish you a lot of luck with that and uh, i wish you also a, a very nice day thank you very much for your time thank you okay bye 21st Century Design is a research podcast by Engaged by Design and Regenerative Design. Thanks for listening to this episode and if you want to hear more, head over to iTunes or SoundCloud and subscribe to the podcast. You can also suggest who we should interview next. Write or leave a comment on our website 21stcenturydesign.org.